Hello, everyone. So, roundtable coming up. Just quickly, an announcement before we had a, I had a technical glitch and uh, Skyrim crashed during the recording, and screwed up some things at the very end. Uh, the show, it doesn't just cut off, but uh, had to do some finagling and editing at the like one hour and thirty some minute mark. So, uh, it may not. There may be a little discussion missing, but not much. So, And after that, we'll have some journals, uh, some of uh, Dave's journals be after that. I'll be recording those momentarily. But, um, yeah, just so when you get to there, you, you understand what happened. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Uh, other than that, November 14th, we'll be doing our live broadcast for CFF.org. Uh, you'll be able to donate through us, uh, through ASA Pi asapodcasting at gmail.com on paypal or directly through cff.org um and if you want to be in the running for the loot crate which i purchased um i will have all the details on exactly how to do that on the website coming up this week i'll post everything over there on asapodcasting.com but uh yeah, join us for that if you can. I'm going to try to have a audio streaming one, so if people are out and about and just want to listen, they can do that too. But keep an ear out for that. And if you have a chance, uh, leave some podcast reviews on iTunes for the show, the Fallout feed, Chatterbox, whatever. And you can follow all the shows on Twitter. The Fallout, at the Fallout feed on Twitter now, at Skyrim Addict on Twitter, always. And uh, that's it. Uh, I'll be back at the end to uh, do some journals. But yeah, sorry about the technical glitch. Um, ah, Skyrim got me in the end. All right, later. Who is rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shelf flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other, my brother, to run for cover. If you've got scales, then I'm on your tail and I will not fail like a free-roaming sandbox. Welcome to the 26th edition of a Skyrim Attic Podcast Roundtable. Yay! Yay. This is the sixth and final episode of season four, The Dawn Guard. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the end, everyone. <laughs> we are the show who compares and contrasts Skyrim experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quest with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Oh, I'm very glad to be joined by Victor again. He's he's my security blanket, my go-to. Victor, oh I'm glad God. to have you back. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. I'm sorry I missed the last two. Oh, you're you're very welcome for your excuse that you're a okay, but we are very glad to have you back. Welcome back, Victor. Thanks. Uh, where are you calling in from, Victor? I am in uh, beautiful Western Massachusetts, uh, where uh, the people are liberal and uh, uh, the sky is dark right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you having lots of uh, townies come out into the country to go like? leaf looking and stuff this time of year does that happen where you are oh yeah the, peak, the foliage is totally peak right now so yeah yeah it's that time of season 
Yeah, oh, definitely. It's really nice. Well, I have to go around and do specific introductions because I have gotten a direct complaint from a listener. Uh oh. That I've been doing a poor job of hosting. Did we screw up something? Who was that? And and getting to everything. (laughs) I don't want to get into specifics, but his name rhymes with Lake. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a real jerk. So, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. Uh, Colin, would you like to say hello? Tell us where you're calling in from. Uh, hi, my name's Colin. I'm calling in from uh, Essex in England. Um, the clocks went back an hour last night, so I got an extra hour in bed, which was always nice. <laughs> Ooh, big snoozer. My, um, character, do I want to get into characters or just introducing ourselves, Andrew? Uh, I was just doing introductions, but uh, we can start getting into characters uh, here in just a second. So uh, you're calling in from England, and things are great because you have an hour of sleep. Awesome. Uh, Michael, how are you doing this evening? Fantastic, fantastic. I'm uh, calling in from a state where the governor gets kicked off of quiet cars. And... uh, (laughs) You may not have seen that in the news, or know what a quiet car is, but... That's where Is I'm that at. something you want to get into? No, no, that's okay. If, <laughs> okay. Well, if you ride the train, if you ride the train regularly, a quiet car is the car that is deemed quiet. Oh, nice. Hence <laughs> so, the title. Yes, hence the title, quiet car. But you're, uh, like you're not allowed to talk to the person. Yep. Oh, you digitally dissolved there. But yeah, you're not supposed to talk on the cell phone or yell multiple times or things like that so even if you're a governor no, you're okay masturbation yeah or that well no as long as you do it quietly or is that okay. okay as long as i'm not loud yeah, yeah. yeah just quiet that's yeah, all yeah. it's the yeah. quiet car not the no masturbation car uh, okay. <laughs> i'd have to go to massachusetts for that you know the, yeah, the totally. town. yeah yeah, yeah. Especially Western massachusetts. <laughs> we know all about that here <laughs> Oh, gosh. Welcome to the show, Michael. My <laughs> name is Andrew, and I'm calling in from Indiana. It's uh, great to be back with everyone again for this last and final episode of Season 4. Wait, didn't and you we've played person? through the Dawn Guard and uh, some Daedric quest as well. Yes, uh, were you about to say something there? Uh, did you forget somebody? <laughs> no, I was just about to get to it. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't want and Blake to in honor of our last episode <laughs> of the season, we have um, a play-along contestant. Uh, person who's been uh, throwing in his two cents. Contestant, not really contestant. He won. Are we a contest now? Yes, we're a contest. Uh, um, Contributor? How about that word? We'll use that word. Uh, uh, So we'll say hello to Damien, who's been uh, joining us as uh, a playthrough contributor for this season. How are you doing, Damien? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm the big winner of the contest. Yes, he, he won the show. We had a big yeah, raffle. Well, yesterday was my birthday, so I, I told Andrew, I said, you know, that would be an awesome present for my birthday if I could be on the show, so I'm really glad to be here. Thanks. Perfect time. Yeah, it, it's great. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, where are you calling in from, Damien? Uh, Lake Mills, Wisconsin, just south of Madison. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I worked in Madison for quite a bit, many years ago. Yeah, it's right in between Madison and Milwaukee. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I've still no idea where that is, but 
Wisconsin's not a very popular tourist destination. Yeah, but you have it's, the Dells, right? It, it's the heartland, Colin. They make cheese there. They do. They do make cheese. Lots of yes. cheese. Don't forget about beer. And, yeah, beer. and that too, well, yes. And, and yes, pretzels and beer, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so welcome uh, to the show, Damien. We're glad to have you. Uh, so we'll go ahead and go back down the row. And Damien, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your character that you've been playing with this season? Alrighty, the one I got, this was, uh, we have Ariel Turtleheart. She is a orc female. Um, she was to work on illusion, smithing, and sneak, and I was able to get all those to 100. The stat spread was 2 magicka, 3 health, and 1 stamina. And that's really about it, I think, right? As far as that's concerned. Yeah, we're, um, did, what sort of living situation did you have? Did you uh, have a house or yeah. any of that sort of stuff? She, uh, she started out with uh, Sunnyside? What, what, Honeyside? Oh, honey, Honeyside? Honeyside. Yeah, yeah Riften. Yeah. Yeah, we started out with Honeyside, but then I just recently built uh, Lakeview Manor because I wanted the garden oh, nice. and the uh, greenhouse. Very nice. Yeah. And she's married to Majol. The lioness. Oh, um, nice! Yeah. Not a political statement. It's just women are prettier. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Nice. Cool. So, yeah, and that's been fun. Very nice. Other, yeah. Uh, did you have anything else for? Uh... As far as introductions, I think that's about it. Okay, okay. sounds good. Uh, Michael. What is your character getting into right about now? And uh, tell us a little bit about their concentration. Right now, my character is doing nothing because I just crashed. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Another crash. <laughs> but uh, Ren is my second character for this version of the roundtable. After I switched to PC, he is named after, obviously, Kevin Bacon in Footloose, as we have discussed. And right now he's in the inner sanctum and hopefully he doesn't crash again uh he's mo- <laughs> i decided to go traditional dawn guard since uh i switched characters and i'm using the crossbow the whole time and cool. I, I don't really use the crossbow generally but i thought since it was part of dawn guard i should uh focus on it in this last little run through here so i've been kind of doing that that's a good idea i've, yeah. I've never really used it very much I find it's too slow, and you know yeah, I play yeah. a lot of archery, but it's too slow. Um, well, supposedly it makes up for it in in power, but I don't care. I'd rather have speed. Yeah, the speed. I find the speed's much more uh, yeah. useful than the power because you get. Shoot, a, I, I hardly ever power. use archery anything anyway. Uh, see, I, yeah, well, I constantly use it because it's the best. I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to play the game. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Ah, some people think that, yes. <laughs> and they're right. It is a great way to play, I mean. Especially when you're going through uh, Deep Vale and you can uh, pick off all those Falmer from like 18 miles away. Yeah. And watch them tumble into the water. <laughs> Got two words for you. Paralyzed spell. Oh, that is a good one, yeah. too, yeah. It's a good one. Paralyze plus a bow is actually really nice. Paralyze on the bow. Yeah, yeah, I've I've done that quite a bit. I use, I use chaos with paralyze on the mind bow. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that's a good, good combination. 
Chaos is always good. He's just good, about though. to fuck things up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Writhing in agony and he can't scream about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to Colin. Will you tell us a little bit about Jonaria? Does it only have to be a little? <laughs> uh, you could get into a lot if you'd like. Uh, uh, my name, uh, my character's name is Jornaria Argvalin, and uh, we have been through two seasons with Jornaria, and uh, I'm very, very angry with all my compatriots uh, <laughs> here, who has never, ever, ever made mention of of her name being Jornaria Ark. Valen. Oh! When we started the Civil War, and we've gone two seasons, and nobody's ever mentioned it. But I'm sorry, I, I, hate <laughs> I hate you all. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> she's a Dunmer. I noticed. Um, <laughs> um, she's a Dunmer, and um, her concentration was in destruction magic, sneak, and uh, smithing. She got a hold of her all three. She's currently level 71, um, just as I was finishing off the quest. Uh, as she was finishing them off, she was mainly using, um, was it one-handed and a shield in all light armor and um, just going around sort of like, you know, killing things and that. Uh, she joined the vampire side, so she took out Harkin and that from within side the keep and became the controller of the... Uh, of the the castle up there of Orkihar Keep. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's about it. That's really nice. You got all the way up to level seventy one. That means that you've probably filled out most of the 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 skill trees and whatnot, right? Yeah, Why haven't you gotten to one hundred? Uh, two handed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You? First time over. Uh, two handed heavy armor, which was. That's, that's like your bread and butter right there, too. Yeah. And heavy armor. Completely heavy armor and uh, two-handed. Uh, wow. Here in the Ebony Mail, which was which was heavy armor, but she's got uh, light armor up to 100 and all the perks in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came out and then got attacked by a lot of goblins. And they were kicking her ass. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Are these god goblins or something? And then I realized that she had no steel and heavy armor. And she was in, in wearing the ebony mail. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like um, you're maybe a little sad, Colin, to see Jonaria go. Yeah, but um, I'm... She's kind of going to get, um, I don't know, a rebirth. Oh, cool. I'll talk. I'll talk about it later on when we get to the end of the episode. Okay, oh, cool. she's going to get Sounds a rebirth. Good. Nice. Uh, who who else here? Victor. Uh, would you like to tell us a little about your character? We haven't heard from Victor in um, two recording sessions. Therefore, four episodes now. Wow, so, it's like six months. Victor, give give us a a, a, a really good in depth. Oh uh, <laughs> retelling of the, the story yeah. of Doria. What's her cycle? My character's name is Doria Stentor. She is the pugnacious and capricious sister of 
uh, Dorian Stentor of the Skyrim Stentors, and everybody knows them. Uh, she has been uh, tasked, I believe, with alteration and <laughs> archery and I cannot remember the the third one, nor can I really remember her stat spread. I think it was three, two, one, stamina, health, magicka. Um, uh, Doria has been uh, uh, difficult the entire time. She just will not listen to orders. Uh, she does whatever she wants to do. Uh, for instance, during the um, uh, the abandoned house quest, there uh, I should mention she she became a vampire uh, through one of her uh, sort of capricious moments at the very beginning, uh, and. When we were doing the abandoned house quest uh, and had tracked down what's his name, Logroff there, I think is his name, uh, she was feeling pretty persnickety that day, and she was mighty hungry, and she just got tired of listening to him talk, and she just sort of bet on him, and he died. So, so, <laughs> so we couldn't quite finish that quest, uh, but that's okay, because it, it didn't really matter. Um, and... Uh, She's she's been uh, she's an interesting character. I've had a lot of fun playing with her. She's level forty three now, um, and uh, I'll get into other things later because she's she's done a lot of changes. Things have happened uh, <laughs> since she since she became a vampire and went through some of the more recent uh, quests that we're going to talk about tonight. So I'll I'll work on that. I'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, um, I forgot. Going back down the line really quick, Dawnguard or vampire side, Colin? Which were you? Colin, you're a vampire, right? Uh, Michael, you said you were. I am Dawnguard side. Dawnguard side. Damien, you were playing on the. Was that the vampire side? Yeah, I'm doing uh, both. You're doing both. Oh, okay. nice! Great, awesome. <laughs> we'll have a, a real, real life two two side comparison then going. Okay, and um, our last character this evening is Sasefina, a level forty four Altmer female, who was on the Dawnguard side. I played the um, vampire side a very long time ago when I first got the game, uh, so I decided to be on the Dawnguard side this time, and I enjoyed the playthrough very much. It was really cool. I liked um, having the armored trolls in tow. Those guys are really fun. And the two dogs that you can get from the Dawn Guard are really cool looking. They look kind of like um, some sort of sled dogs, like a Malamute or a, or a Husky or something. Those are really fun. But I got one killed already, and there's only two, so I've left the other one back there, because they don't replenish like the Armored Trolls. The Armored Trolls, you can just keep going back, and they'll never run out. You can just pile those puppies up by the, by the wayside as you go. Um... Sorry about that. Uh, so, um, our Sasefina character, uh, as I said, is an Altmer female, uh, concentrating in destruction magic, which I got up to level 91, uh, which was one of my higher uh, skills. I was supposed to concentrate in light armor, and light armor, I got up to 106, actually only because I have uh, enchantments on the... I'm wearing all four pieces of, of the Death Brand armor, the... what is that? The Stalrim armor from up on Solstheim. And when you uh -huh. wear all four of them together, 
it gives a an enchantment that uh you know gives a buff to all all pieces so your your light armor skill increases so i'm up over 100 on that and block uh i kind of abandoned block a while ago i also have sort of altered what i'm concentrating on in my character uh block i sort of kind of abandoned a little while ago uh i've been doing a little bit of two-handed because i have a uh, a stallrim warhammer that i got up in souls time and um I've done something, an enchantment to it, that I really like the strategy of. Uh, I'd always gone with just, like, Fiery Soul Trap and, I don't know, usually Chaos Damage or something fun like that. But I, I have recently done the Absorb Health enchantment. And when you're up close and personal in melee combat, there is no better enchantment to have than the Absorb Health. Because no matter what damage they're doing to you, as, as you're, like, raining blows down upon them, you're absorbing as much health as they're taking from you anyway. So it's the perfect melee. I can't believe I've never done it before. And I love having the absorb health enchantment on my two-handed Warhammer. Uh, I think, uh, of course, I have Fiery Soul Trap as the other enchantment on it. Uh, enchanting, I, I got to 100. I just, I can't, I don't know how, but I, I just, I, I don't know how to play this game without getting enchanting to 100. I don't think I've ever done it without getting enchanting to 100. Uh, so that's a little introduction to my Altmer female. Um, like I said, I kind of abandoned the uh, investments that we were doing into uh, stamina, health, and magicka. Uh, once we were, where were we? That I found a flame thrall. No, yeah, a flame thrall spell tome. Yeah, you were on uh, Soul's time in um, which I call it um, Apocrypha. I was in the Apocrypha. There you go. And I found that, so I was like, "Screw it! I'm going! If, I'm going for it! I want to! I've I've never played a <laughs> played it where I could actually had enough magic because it's I think it was 610. Your magic has to be 610 to to cast it, and and I never got it. No, it has to be like 680 or something like that. And I got my magicka up to 610, but then I uh, made some potions that leveled my magicka up. You know how many ever points I needed for a brief period of time just so I could cast the spell and then it would go away. So it's it's been fun. I have a, the flamethrower. That's another thing I, I've i done. If you had the uh, 100 in enchanting, you could have just, like, fortified conjuration on it and it would have cost you nothing. Yeah, I, but I didn't want to have to keep switching armor sets. I always hate doing that. You're always much more willing to do that than I am. You always carry around rings of different things that do different stuff. I don't... I'm not. I'm, I'm not as. I'm kind of stubborn. I don't like to switch stuff. I just kind of like to s- sit in the boots that brought me, if you will. Yeah, I, I carry around all kinds of stuff all the time, but then I never use it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly what I. That what I do. That's exactly what yeah. would happen. Yeah. yeah. It, with the the mod that I had installed, it was uh, it changed that the potions when you do drink those, they decrease the cost of certain types of magic spells. Uh, like I had fortify destruction, that would drop it down so uh, destruction spells would cost zero. Um, the the enchantments on jewelry only increased the damage that they actually did. Hmm. That's cool. What yeah. which mod is that? Mighty magic. Oh, so oh okay. Huh. I've never used that. I should try it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The um the only problem is is that all the enchantments on the special gear that you find, the name gear, is like 
way OP. And I mean, like, seriously, seriously mm. OP. Uh, if you get... Because I, I, I done Soulstime early as well, didn't I? I went there first at level one, and I got Mirex robes, and they're worth, like, 20,000, and they had, like, nine <laughs> on each piece. So oh, it, was, it, it was extraordinarily OP, so I had to stop wearing them. <laughs> That's a good way to go. Uh, so before we get into any quests, what else is going on, guys? Uh, with what what games have we been getting into? Any interesting Skyrim adventures? Any any cool side quests or anything anyone's gotten into? I uh, I had a fun situation the other day. I uh, went to the Blue Palace to get. Uh, I wanted to become the thane of that, and you know how the, uh, or not thane, whatever it is. Anyway, you know how all the thanes that have been exiled are down in the basement? <laughs> well, they all started They all started attacking everybody in the building, oh, no. and I kept shooting them, and they would go to low health, but then just, like, kneel down and get yeah, back up again. And no matter what I could do, I, so I just, I never could do it. I just had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why it was like that. That's why. Yeah, I always, I always wish that the Thanes could die. I, I wanted to do a, a like a Thane Slayer playthrough, <laughs> but you can't do it. They're all yeah. you know protected or whatever it's called, essential NPCs. The Jarl, you're the Thane. They're the Jarl. Or the Jarl. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Good call. You're, you're just evil, Andy. Yeah, I'm totally. <laughs> I've never actually played a pure evil character. I, I'll uh, be excited to get into next season. We'll get into more of that later. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, what else is going on, Victor? Did you enjoy catching up? Did you have any other side stuff that you got into while uh, catching up? Or did you just basically have to stick to the quests? I pretty much stuck to the quest because I actually just, you know, unfortunately, in living circumstances, uh, it's been hard for me to actually set up my my computer to, to play uh, Skyrim because I'm playing on PC, whereas it's been a lot easier to plop my butt on the couch and, and play games on my PS4. So, so, <laughs> so a lot of my gaming that I've been able to do in the last six weeks has been, has been you know, PS4 related. So I, I got the... The uh, the PC set up and and uh, a couple of weeks ago I started getting back to Skyrim. So I, it's been mostly concentrated on the on the quests that that uh, that have been assigned for this and trying to get through uh, some of the Daedric quests. I've I've had difficulties with some and some of this is related to you know a lot of the mods I'm using because uh, I was using a vampire mod for Doria um, and really kind of messing around with things a lot. I cannot find. Uh, Sam, was it Gwavain? <laughs> oh, and yeah. I have been everywhere, all over Skyrim, uh, uh, and that's difficult when you're, yeah. when you're a vampire and can't, uh, you know, can't come out during the day, even with the mods I'm playing and the, and the very elevated uh, vampire talent that I was uh, rocking. Uh, and uh, uh, so I could never do that one. That, that just um, And a couple yeah, other things yeah. bugged out on the... Um, I can't remember whether there was the Logroff thing with with the with the uh, 
the, the Mace of Molech Ball quest. Uh, that was a mis- that was a mistake on Doria's part. We just <laughs> ate him and he died, and I thought, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of that one. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so I've I've been just trying to catch up with all that, and uh, um, uh, but when we get into I'll, I'll tell you what, what's happened with Doria when we, we get yeah. into the actual narrative of the quest. If, if you play on PC, is there a way that you can use the console to make Sam appear in a bar of your choosing? I thought about it, but uh, I just didn't want to mess with that too much. So, you know, yeah. I have so many mods running, I didn't want to screw with things too mm-hmm. much because sometimes you can just sort of totally shred your game if you try to use the yeah. console. Yeah, too. yeah. To make people appear, that's one of the more dangerous things you can do. Um, you have two yeah. Sams, wouldn't you? Uh-oh. Yeah, you could have two Sams, or you could you could you could just completely screw it. It's a sort of a butterfly effect that goes on when you when you try to to make people appear like that and uh, using the console. Usually, if 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 the game is getting a little wiggy with mods, you can sort of uh, baby it along. Uh, but if you start getting into the console and start trying to, to mess with commands like that, it just it'll just you know die. Um, well, so. um, I, I'll give you a little hint. I don't know if there's any way possible that you could remember some information like this, but in my research last episode, uh, we found that Sam is likely to appear in the first tavern that you entered after reaching level 14. So if there's any way that you could remember which taverns you would have entered around level 14, try those. Yeah, no, I think I went to every single tavern I could think of in Skyrim. Uh, but early on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I do, yeah. But I, anyway, I, I basically gave up because it was just taking too much time to try to find him, and I said, screw it. Who was, who was yeah. the guy um, that conjured up the dead burning uh, Astrid? I was listening to a couple of, of, of oh, yeah. way back oh, that a was year big. ago. Yeah, and you, you like you just conjured up and it was the wrong Astrid. Yeah, she's just like lying there on the floor, all yeah. flat. No, she's just—I think she was standing there, all covered in flames and everything. Well, burnt flesh. And, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that was one of my uh, less good ideas. What if your less good ideas? <laughs> well, it couldn't have been a bad idea. <laughs> Oh. Uh, good stuff, gentlemen. So uh, why don't we go ahead and launch into our quests for this evening. And we are at the 23rd quest in in the uh, season. Uh, let's see, we are at Touching the Sky. Touching the Sky. And we have two sides to this story, so we'll have to hear a little bit from each. So, uh, Colin, would you like to give us a quick overview from the vampire side of touching the sky, what 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 happened with the vampires there? A, a quick rethrough of touching the sky. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just get into it. Sink your teeth um, really in deep. Let's see. Um, Harkon wants the bow, so you go and you punch some guy's brother in the mouth, take the bow, and then you go back. There you go. There you go. You're done. Yeah, it's touching the sky. <laughs> A bridge. <laughs> a bridge okay, to books. Uh, that was a good, uh, good episode. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Harkon uh, says that uh, he's the, you're the only one that he trusts, uh, and you're going to go off with Serana to go and uh, find the bow. Um, I can't remember where we last left off. I think 
No, that was it. We uh, got attacked by the Dawn Guard after we read the scrolls, and we knew, and then we talked to Serana inside um, where all the moths are, and we decided that we don't trust Harkon to bring him the news uh, about the, that we know where the, uh, the bow is, so we go off ourselves to go and get it instead of uh, going to him and letting him know. Uh, and then we go off to Forgotten Vale, uh, which uh, is located inside Dark, dark Fall Cave. Which is really dark. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you end up having a nice fall. So uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Appropriately named. Yeah, very apt. So uh, we go into Dark Fall Cave, we have a one around, and then we find uh, the dumbest Bretons alive who decided to set up camp next to uh, a pack of trolls. <laughs> And, uh, and then instead of running for the lives, they thought they'd write a note about it. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> so then you find <laughs> you, you find a secret chain. You come out from behind Gelabor, and even though you're a sneak and you're invisible, and your eyes closed, she's like, it's "All right, come over here. You're fine. All right, fine." So I walk over to him, and then he tells you this big, long, boring story about uh, Oriel. Oriel, Akatosh, Macintosh, whatever. Macintosh. You go there, and then he says, um, yeah, we can probably sort you out with uh, Oriel's bow, but first of all, you're going to have to go and kill my brother, uh, because he's been taken control of by the the betrayed, uh, which are the former. And he doesn't like being called a farmer because it usually involves a negative connotation, holds a negative connotation. So you got to mind your P's and your Q's in front of the snow elf. Um, <laughs> and stop staring at him, going <laughs> yeah, right. really white. Um, he tells you all about the white. Yeah. Yeah. White you know guy with the whiteest armor. It always bothers me with that load screen, which is like the only known representation of a snow elf is in Urkenthans or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, no, that, there's two, that's there's two snow elves right here. It's like, this load screen was made before we wrote Dawn Guard. <laughs> <laughs> asterisk, asterisk. Sorry, Denny tells you uh, the story of... Um, of how to get in to be able to see him, you have to travel through all these white shrines carrying the ewer, and um, was it you have to dip it in, remove the water, and then you'll get the blessing, and then they can open up the next white shrine, and then you travel around. Uh, Serana sort of like you know makes full uh, makes fun of the religion. Um, nice girl that she is. <laughs> and, um, let's see. So you go through the waste shrine, you end up in another cave, um, and there's loads of farmer in it. You have to kill loads of farmer, and then you travel through and you're going under the city. There's a few alchemical ingredients you've never seen before, a couple of animals you've never seen before, and then you come out and you wander around and. Um... <laughs> Galavora <Are>, reappears. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going through the entire quest. Uh, I'm going to be here for like a, an hour. <laughs> you battle two dragons. Yeah, something like that. 
that's a fun battle. I like that. I like that the is. battle in the lake there, yeah. If you don't activate the dragons, they don't come out, however. How do you activate them? Well, you know what I mean. If you're not if you haven't started the main quest at all. If you haven't activated the dragons in general in the game. Oh really? Oh, they will yeah, not Yeah, they will not show up in the in that part of the DLC. So you'll go across yeah, that I ice. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you'll go across the ice and absolutely nothing will happen. <laughs> Which is a lot, a lot less An- anticlimactic. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. You get there and you're like, hmm, aren't there supposed to be two dragons here? There's supposed to be something going on. <laughs> yeah, that never occurred to me because I guess I've never gone through that without having uh, activated the main quest. Interesting. Well, anyway, it's a fun battle. Yeah, the the twin dragons are great. They're so. It's a tough, the, tough battle too. Are they different? They must be. Are they leveled or are they always the same? Uh, no, they're leveled. The, yeah, they're leveled because mine were um, elder dragons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think one of mine was a serpentine dragon and the other one was something else. But. Uh, um, yeah. Aren't they both named? Yeah. They yes. Are. Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the ones I had was uh, the revenant dragons. You know, the ones with the flat tail. Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, not. I thought it was serpentine, but yeah, the flat tail. Yeah, was one of them. And um, was it? Uh, I got. Was it? Uh, Serana just decided to stand out in the middle of the ice and trying to fight them. <laughs> yes, that's what she does. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of. And then you can't summon. You can't conjure a being on top of the ice. No, like, I know. I had that same damn problem. Well, son of a bit, you have to run to the edge where the pillars are, yep. or that little island where the um, where the well, what should we call it the, the word of power is, and you got to conjure there, and then sort of like you know hide behind one of the pillars of the wall. It's really interesting, huh? Yeah, because uh, I'm trying to conjure my frost Atronach, and I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? He's not showing up. Where's he at? Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, and on the way, on the way into, uh, so when you go into Darkfall, and um I'm trying to remember where it was, you go into this one area, and uh, I don't know, there's like boulders that fall down and stuff, so I trip the wire, I shoot it with an arrow, so the wire trips, and the boulders fall down, and there's some stuck on the pathway, so I hop over them and go down. Then Serana knocks the boulders down that were stuck on the pathway <laughs> that then rolled down the hill and hit me at the bottom of the hill after I already triggered the trap so I didn't hit it. Ah, a girl. I'm like, are you she kidding never, me? She never disappoints, does she? Can't you just jump over the rocks? Do you have to knock them down the hill in the process? You, you have to admit something. At least she's consistent. Yeah, she is consistently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is true. It is true. No, even as annoying as she is, at least she's good bait. I mean, she just runs out there and takes all. Yeah, of she does. Play. She takes. She takes a lot of the. You know, a lot of the 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 power uh, uh, from the attacks of everyone else. That is a good point. Yeah, I, that was the first time she's ever done that one too. I mean, she's turned on the helicopter blades on me and got me chopped up and things oh, like that. Oh God, but... yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but that's the first time she knocked boulders down on me. That, yeah, she, she still hasn't done that to me yet. That's a, that's a new one. <laughs> Not just getting you back of well, all the arrows that you sunk into her ass. Well, yeah, I may have done that a few hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe those were the first words of the episode tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it was. I shot her right in the back as we started. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, we have to go. I'm on my way to go get Harkin now. Man, that's a tough battle, though, with him. With, uh, what's his name? Um, Werther. Werther, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we did we get to the end there in our brief summary, Colin? He, he brings that damn ceiling down on you. Man. Well, but the but the ceiling doesn't... The, all those, you know, p- bits and pieces don't really hurt you. Right? Oh, yes, they do. I just died like five times. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Wow. It seems like the- I was... Either I was dodging him or, or what, but it just seemed like uh, they didn't really hurt much as I went through that. Yeah, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It depends on which, I think, probably which pieces land on you were about your standing at the time. Okay, Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you want to see where all the big pieces are going to land, watch the video. <laughs> They're on you, is what you're saying, right? You find yeah. it might be similar to um, the stuff falling from the sky in the Alduin battle? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Huh. It's like, I don't remember if that stuff actually did damage to me either. I think it did. They're not as bad. This I, no. this wiped me. I was on. I started on master and I dropped down to expert to get through it. I I don't think any less of you for that. I, well, otherwise we weren't getting through it. That was. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found the the fight with the ice creatures. That one was really good and the and everything. But what, didn't you find that the that the end when you go up on the roof is very anticlimactic? I mean, I shot him three times with a with a bow, and he's done. Yeah, the the final battle with him is not, um, yeah, is not really that tough. the The one prior to that with the ice, where he summons all the ice creatures, is much uh, much more difficult because he's mostly concerned with Serana at that point. And and by ice creatures, you guys mean there's some like frozen Falmer and Charis, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the Charis Hunters or something. There's, there's some I love frozen, frozen guys all over the place. There. Yeah. And then he uh, summons an ancient Frost Atronach as well. An yeah. ancient yeah. Frost Atronach? What, I just assume he's a little more powerful or something. Yeah, I think that's all That's yeah. all the difference is, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention it because, like, you know, there's no way we're going to get to the end of um, touching the sky that quickly. Um, did anybody take the... Um, I mean, Michael, you... Should have taken it. The uh, or could have taken it. The um, the blessing of uh, Oriel. I did. Yeah. Yep. Because that gives you a boost to. Yes, I did take that once I got to uh, the the first uh, uh, way shrine. Way shrine I had right there when where he opens it up. Oh, okay. Well, well, I should. I mean, since we're going through this, and it's, it's germane to what to the whole that whole quest. Um, so Doria, um, as she was making her way through uh, Touching the Sky, um, had uh, just before she started that part of the quest, she had done the Boethius, uh calling. And so uh, I'll just tie that in a little bit since we're going to talk to the Boethius calling later. But um, Doria had sacrificed a very close friend uh, to Boethia, and she was feeling pretty shitty about it. Uh, so about halfway through Touching the Sky, uh, Doria began to feel really bad, and she left uh, and sought out Falion in Morthal and cured her vampirism. Mm. 
so when she went, went back to finish touching the sky, she was no longer a vampire. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it was it was interesting. I thought it would be a nice twist. So I, I, uh, I uh, this back. this is interesting. I'm really interested to hear how this plays on the yeah. How's that play out? Hmm. Uh, the computer there. Just, uh, well, just I was kind of afraid it was going to screw things up, but it, it, yeah, it, yeah, I'm interested to see, especially with mods and stuff running. Right, but it didn't. Uh, I mean, Werther uh, speaks, speaks to her as as if she is not a vampire, and and uh, <clears throat> so. But Doria was just, uh, you know, when she when she became a vampire, she she's young and and like I said, impetuous and and so on, and, and it was sort of a spur of the moment kind of thing, and she never really felt that great about it. Uh, and the the more all these awful Daedric quests she did and things that she did that she didn't like and feeding on people and and so on the, the worse she felt and uh, so finally like I said she she decided to seek out Falion. Uh so it was interesting I mean Bertha Bertha treats her as as if she's not a vampire and, and it, it was a little harder than three shots uh, it was it was a, it was a little <laughs> bit. Of a, uh, a, a tough, a tough fight, but not not the worst. Well, um, tell us a little bit about Verther. Does anyone remember what sort of uh, gear he had, or what sort of attack he did, or any, any anything about him? Well, he had the ancient Balmer armor. Yeah, yeah. And he had in the was well, the Atronach, the Frost Atronach. Yes. I don't know whether it was That's right. Old. Someone mentioned that. Yeah. No, no. He had this. He had one. The ancient like. One that fights you in the temple, and then when he blows the roof off, uh, he does have the power to um, turn himself into a ball and then hover in midair for a few seconds. That was quite cool. Yeah, he does do that. Yeah. Uh, huh. He uh, he looks like a little wimp when uh, Serana picks him off the floor and gives him. A, <laughs> that's pretty funny. A, a talking to him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of funny. That's a funny little scene there. I like. I enjoyed that. Well, and he does that sort of crouch, that nasty sort of crouch as he's talking to you, and you finally meet up with him on the on the balcony there. But uh, he he just looks evil and 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 kind of wasted and and uh, shriveled, I guess is the best word for him. Um, but anyway. So, does anyone remember his uh, story here? Exactly what is going on? Because it's not as thing. Uh, maybe it's not as as it seems. Correct. What is what is going on with him and the and these these betrayed? He um he was the priest of that temple, the priest of um, Oriel, who is actually Akatosh. It's what the farmer call Akatosh. Yeah. Um, so he was his priest or his, um, I don't know, well, the high priest of that particular temple. And um, one of his initiates, one of the ones who went from Wastrine to Wastrine, filling up the Hewer, uh, when he finally got into the temple to talk to Vertha, he the, the initiate was a vampire. And he turned Vertha, or he infected Vertha with... The, with vampirism, and it turned out that Oriel should have protected him, um, like stopped him from becoming a vampire, but he didn't. He tur- the Oriel turned his back on him and didn't protect him, so he ended up becoming a vampire, uh, and that's what pissed him off. Is so, is there any particular reason Oriel did that? 
Uh, well, as soon as he turned out to be a complete douchebag at the end, Oriel <laughs> probably already knew he was a complete douchebag. So, okay. Uh, he had evil and lust in his heart. Yes. Reason but enough. Either, yeah, exactly. I don't know. He didn't like his hat. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, so he wanted to get vengeance on Oriel. And the only way he knew he could do that was um, with Oriel's bow, but he needed to have it corrupted, and he needed the blood of a pure vampire, a daughter of Cold Harbor. So he started the prophecy, but if the prophecy was in the Elder Scrolls, wouldn't that mean he'd have to write the prophecy in an Elder Scroll? Hmm. But an Elder Scrolls that exist outside of time have always existed, but don't exist. So how would he write it in an Elder Scroll? Well, if they've always existed, right, but should, don't exist, shouldn't I have then... asked? Yeah, I think that's overthinking it. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because apparently he, he he's the one who started the the, the rumors and the. The prophecy that Harkon latched onto and was searching for for so many years. He's a magical time wizard. Yeah, yeah, he's Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> he's the yeah, he's the master. And, um, and the way shrines are the Tardises, right? Yeah, that's so, the one. Hey, yeah. did you guys want to get into the way shrines anymore? What, what are these way shrines like? Uh, the and, way shrines and, are... and, and the Ewer, the Initiates Ewer. Uh, it's a damn picture. Yeah, it's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's a jug. <laughs> but it's worth 1,500 gold. So, uh, ooh. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, and Bellathor loves that fucking thing. Uh, Does he have a special uh, uh, line of, of dialogue for it? No, I haven't sold it yet. It was, it was uh oh. I, I thought Bellathor had, a, had an interesting. It's like. See, I always like it when like they sneak in a special line of dialogue or something for like a special item or something. I don't know if you found found a secret line or something. No, but one of well, one of my uh, uh, companions is is from interesting NPCs. His name is Ramaran, and he he has all kinds of awesome little little snotty little lines about about uh, every character uh, that that the. The guy who wrote interesting NPCs has woven all this all this dialogue beautifully into into the existing dialogue in 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 the game. And uh, I mean, he makes snotty remarks about the Falmer armor and all kinds <laughs> of funny funny stuff. Oh, uh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very funny. Uh, Rumorin is great. He's, he's he's probably the best the best follower from uh, from interesting NPCs. They put um, the way shrines in ESO. So in ESO you have they're oh. called way shrines, and you walk up to them and you activate them, and then you can use those to teleport all over all over Tamriel. Very cool. Uh, to to me the way shrines kind of look like um, sort of like a, a little Greek gazebo, if you will, or something <laughs> with with a with a basin in the middle. I and, thought you were uh, going to say they look like giant breasts with gold nipple plates. Oh, up top, yeah, they kind of do, like, uh, oh, yeah. or the Notre Dame dome or something like that. Yeah. That's that's a good call. Oh man, but um, they have a little <laughs> basin, and you fill up this this. You need uh, a sample from each little basin 
uh, for this viewer. And then uh, it looks like in between the archways, there's like, you know, sort of portals or something, right? Yeah. Yep. And you can go and... back to each of the way shrines as you activate them or collect the water from them, whatever. So you have to go in between those, uh, go through the portals, collect this a sample from each portal uh, out of these little Greek gazebos with the boobs <laughs> on top. And uh, they have different names. There's one of illumination, one of learning, one of radiance, one of resolution, and one of sight. Uh, but yeah, you just follow through all those. Did, did did you need a detailed description of where those are, how to get through those? People can figure that out, right? It's it's a pretty much a straight straight map through it, right? Yeah, they're the well. Is yeah. it confusing at all? I tend to always first. Yeah, I miss. I, I kind of stumbled through it. I always miss that one when uh, you get to the first one, which is pretty <laughs> easy, and then you go up over the snowy pass. Um. And I tend to miss that one for some reason to the left. There's one really close to the left as you come up over the pass over the mountain. Oh yeah, it's the, see, it's, for me, it's always the one on the, when you first come out into Forgotten Vale. It's the the one over to the right that I always forget about. I always run up over the pass and get the one on the left, and then across the river and up the mountain and across the lake and get that one. And then I have to try to remember where the hell the next one is. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah but, I'm, I'm the same as Victor. I missed the one uh, right just after the uh, Forgotten Cave. Yeah, it's in the forest there to the right, where there's all kinds of gleam blossoms all around. It. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually made it up through through the first time I made it up all the way up into the uh, not this playthrough, but one the first time I made it all the way up to the. The last one, and I didn't have. I had to go all the way back. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. The problem I always had was I always forgot to go through that dark ball crevice. You know, so I would just oh. walk around in a circle. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, and I would never be able to go through it. And it, the first time, it took me you know days to figure it out, and then eventually I had to look it up. But now the sec now that I played through it this time, it was no problem. It's pretty self-explanatory. And I don't think anyone's mentioned it yet. Isn't there a, a, a special artifact that we can find in the Forgotten Vale? There's, no. there's at least at least two of them, aren't there? I, I don't right. What what are they, Victor? Or at oh least... God, you had to ask me. I, there's a shield up there somewhere, right? Oh, oh I, I didn't yeah. even know that. What's the shield? Ariel shield, isn't it? Ariel shield. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's what? What shield? What's what's uh, the Ariel no, shield do? I don't. Michael, know. do you know what the Ariel shield is? <laughs> uh no, I've gotten it before. I don't recall what's on it though. Yeah. It stores up energy from people whacking it, and then you want to do a power bash with it. Oh uh, yeah. It shoots yeah. out a force like a food throw dark. Oh, that oh, is cool. fun. Yeah. It's like a, a potential energy machine or something. Yeah, I've never actually got it myself. I remember when uh, watching uh, a long time ago, watching Gophers play through. He was using the Spellbreaker shield, and when he found the Oriel shield, he switched over to that. It's pretty. It's a pretty powerful shield. Nice. Isn't, isn't this where you get the Shellbug helmet too? Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the one I was. Oh, really? oh, yeah, I never found it before, and then and then the description I <laughs> found it. And now I I paired it up with the Falmer armor and it looks pretty cool actually. Oh, that's awesome! Nice. I still didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, don't you need the paragons to find those things or something? Is that, the, is that what they're Probably. No, the paragons is something different. I've never been able to find all those. Oh, no, those are pretty cool to get. You get... If it's a character you're going to play, it's worth it. What, what, what are what are the, the Paragons? I think I found maybe two. How many are there? What do they do? There What's going on with those? They're uh, the Frost Giant butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> you kill a Frost Giant and you pull that out of, out of his butt. And uh, you plug it into a machine. And it teleports you uh, to a place where they have special treasure. Oh. That's 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 direct from the UESP. <laughs> complete with the butt, butt plugs, plugs and all. That's yeah, great. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Um, so loosely, sort of like the wooden mask, maybe. Same concept. Takes you to a special weird place to get a yeah, different them, special treasure. Yeah, one of them takes you back into um, Darkfall Cave where you're overlooking yep. some Valm Farmer. And then there's uh, like a, a treasure chest and a couple of potions and things like that. And then another one takes you into a, a treasure room, and it's got gems and uh, loads and loads of. Um... Is it truly outrageous? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there's a movie of that now. Ugh. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Loads of elven arrows. That's what I was trying to think. Make sure you pick all those elven arrows. They're important. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Do it. Yo, that's totally. Yeah, that's totally. You know, uh, germane to the to the end of touching the sky, right? That's where you want all those elven arrows. Yeah. Should we go into that too? Yeah, another one takes to a forested area. Uh, what is it? Watch yourself, because that's where Oriel's shield is. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's also a farmer warlord, or um, what's the, what are they called? The one warmonger. Warmonger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one in there, so be careful. And I think he's got a troll with him as well. If you get in there, if you're lucky, he's fighting in middle in the middle of fighting the troll at the time when you, when you go through it. So are are the farm? Because I, I, in my playthrough, with probably it's probably one of the mods, but you can. Uh, People would tell me the Falmer Seers are those something that is a mod that I'm using, or is that something somebody else has, um, has experienced? I think they're a mod. Okay, because the, the Falmer Seers generate these uh, Chorus Ice Hunters and Ice Choruses, oh, wow. <laughs> and they are terrible because until you kill the Seer, uh, he keeps generating these things, and so I, I mean. Constantly, it took me. That's it really slowed down my my progress through the last part of Forgotten Vale through that 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 whole sort of rabbit warren of of, uh, of ramps and huts and things like that. Yeah, they're uh, tough as nails. That that's um, immersive creatures. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. And Any, anyone who can conjure up a Chorus at will needs to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially an Ice Chorus and an Ice Chorus Hunter. They, yeah. they, they, they throw sort of the blizzard, basically, uh, in, oh, in no. sort of the, the blizzard spell is what they're... they're Plus casting. stamina damage, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, slows everything down. Yeah. Horrible. Tough. Yeah. So I try to As, as if the original version isn't horrible enough. God. <laughs> well, I had my spider with me because Doria has a pet spider through uh, another. Oh yeah, through Spurg, uh, which is that's cool. And his name is Atropos, which I thought was just awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, 
so he he seemed to be immune to the uh, to the frost. So he would just run in there and throw poison at the at the these ice chorus, and and uh, I would hang back and, and shoot arrows at them. Uh, but yeah, it was tough. I had a similar problem with the the high leveled creatures because when I I was really ahead, and so by the time I got to this this quest, I was already level sixty two. Oh, so wow. I was getting all the high-end guys, the warmongers and all that stuff. Yeah, they're tough. I like fighting yeah. them, uh, but they have poison as well, so they hit you with that, and you're wondering, why is my health still going down? And it's like, it, Sometimes they carry really nice staffs. Yeah, I think I picked up maybe a, some stabs of paralysis, or like maybe a a conjure a frost atronach. Like they have some really nice, um, the, at least the ones that do magic. I mean, well, when... no, I don't, but I give them to my follower, and they do. Oh, okay. And if if okay. they have a staff of paralysis in one hand and a staff of uh, conjure frost atronach, that's that's a pretty good combo. I like that. Yeah, actually, it is. Yeah, I've never I've, I've collected a lot of staffs and sold a lot of staffs. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping to maybe do a playthrough where I do a magic playthrough, but I don't use any casted spells. It has to be all through. Yeah, staffs, staffs and scrolls. Yeah, staffs, staffs and, scrolls. and scrolls only. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I assume people have that. done that. That sounds like. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's cool. I don't like using the scrolls. I don't know why, but. Uh, there's that one in uh, College of Winterhold where you have to go kill the reader, or whatever it is, and they conjure, they conjure those two storm atronachs, and I used a, a firestorm scroll, and it killed me, or killed the seer, it killed the, my follower, it killed kill the guy. everything. Who, yeah. yeah, it basically <laughs> killed everything in the room, <laughs> except for me. <laughs> I, I've accidentally cast the uh, firestorm scroll, like, just in, you know, like War Maidens or something. You know, just in a <laughs> in, in a bar on, on accident and it just yeah. and, How can you accidentally I was about to ask the, exactly that question. How do you accidentally cast a scroll? It takes about three seconds to charge it in. Was, I don't know, you know, gotta highlight it. I was gonna look through stuff because I never use them, so it's like oh, oh looking through I, stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna the... I'm gonna sell this thing, but oops I I toasted everyone in sight. Yeah, he's looking at the scroll. Scroll of fiery explosion death. And <laughs> hmm, that's oh. interesting. Oh my god, I dropped it. <laughs> that's exactly what happens, yes. That's your story and you're sticking to it. No, but they're... they're god, what is it? It might be Ariel's bow. I don't remember what it was. There was something I didn't know what it was. A, a scroll that maybe... <sighs> had like fiery balls coming from the sky. That sounds an awful lot like the Ariel's bow thing. But that one time I cast that in the middle of town and became a, a bad guy and I accidentally had yeah. no idea what I was doing. That's an instant bounty. Yeah, what what is that yeah. one where fiery that, balls come from the sky? Is that the Ariel's Ariel's bow? Would I have had to yeah. shoot shoot it at the sun? Yeah, you yeah, shoot it at the sun, the sun with a yeah. No, with the normal arrow. With normal the sun hallowed arrow or whatever, yeah. right? No, it's the no with the uh, blood blood arrows. Oh, blood no, arrows. It, no, the, the blood makes the arrows. Sun away, yeah. The blood no, curse makes the eclipse. 
Yeah. There's different arrows here now. Yep, yes. sun so you have normal elven arrows. Yes. If you shoot those at the sun, then it gets the fiery sword and bolt of death. The oh, so you, do, you don't need you don't need special arrows for that. Just the elven arrows will cause the 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 meteors to to fall. Okay. Yeah, I'm almost ninety nine percent sure that it's normal elven for arrows for that. Really? Okay. Then it, yeah, then it's the sunburst arrows that you shoot an enemy and then they explode in a in a in a ball of sunlight that damages undead. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than any other, and then you got the blood cursed ones that if you shoot it at the sun, then it blots out the sun and turns it blood red, and sort of like you know, you can go out for the day as a vampire and not worry. I'm pretty sure that that, 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 that doesn't uh, that doesn't cause it to like rain blood or anything. No, but what that's one of my favorite facts. It looks great. <laughs> what is the matter with you, Andrew? Jesus, dude. I don't know. It's close to Halloween. Just thought maybe it'd look a little cool to see a little little blood rain. That's all. I don't know if anybody I'm else noticed this, but if you want that shit, <laughs> the blood rain is lovely this time of year upstate. <laughs> when you cast it in the cities, everybody freaks out. Because I cast yeah. it in Windhelm, and everybody would come up to me and be like, the sky is so dark, something menacing is going to happen. I'm so worried. You know, every single person. Why are you eating me? So if you, if, you cast, if, you, if you do that and the sun gets blotted out, is that a permanent effect, or can you undo that? Or 24 what, what hours. Happens? I think it lasts till oh, sunrise okay. or something, right? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. All right, that makes sense. It's one of my favorite effects in the game. I think it makes it look really cool. Yeah, I've never done it. Just like, try that uh, out. Doing, um, what should we call it? Uh, Ill met by moonlight. When you walk into. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That, where you have the, the blood moon. It's kind okay. of like that, but like, even cooler. Even cooler. Yeah, it's like you're watching a manga. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, well, um, I, I think I've. Squelched on the deal of doing a a, a nice tight hour long episode here because we haven't even gotten to the next quest. Are, are, how are we doing on this quest touching the sky, Colin? Do you think we've gotten uh, to <laughs> no, the end of it? Was, uh, All right. Well, what's going on with touching the sky? Let, let's let's uh, let's sort of move on to touching the sky to uh, get we, through it here. We have the um, the Falma books. Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. Ride. You can collect those also. Yeah, the God, there's all sorts of shit I didn't do. What what are the those weird gems called? I need to write that down. Paragons. The paragons. The paragons are a fun little, definitely a fun side part of it. Okay, and then you said there's Falmer books too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a forgotten veil book quest. Yep. Yeah, for Gorogoroshub. Oh yeah, the uh, librarian at the college, correct? Yep. Yes. And one of them you have to find. With one of the paragons. Oh. Okay. Are the paragons only ice giants? Or ice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Will a completist only enjoy doing all these, or are there actually good rewards for going through and and doing all these book quests and stuff? And the paragons. Go and talk to Urag again. He's a he's a lovely old orc. (laughs) A pleasure, (laughs) of course. It's rewarding itself, and you get copies of the books. He gives you a translation of the books as well, mm-hmm. and they're probably valuable. 
Yeah, he gives you some gold for them. Okay. And some other books as well, I think, doesn't he? I think, uh, he gives I think you some so. Gold but he doesn't give you like any weird special snow elf knowledge or any anything cool like that. Well, yeah, because he gives you the translation of the books. Oh. They're, they're farmer books. Can you use that somehow in-game? Hey, you throw them at somebody, it's going to hurt. <laughs> but, it, but it's not like uh, it'll oh. give you, give you a, a, spell pl a plus one and, yeah. Linguistics, maybe. <laughs> Learn the farmer so you and Enther can sit around and chat. Yeah, it's the satisfaction of having found them all. It's personal satisfaction. Yeah, so I, I to complete a thing. Just like the, the the pages, I still didn't collect all the pages in the Soul Care, and I only got three oh, of those. God. Colin got all of them. I know. <laughs> oh, you, you sound real happy about <laughs> that, too. <laughs> I'm jealous, because I, I've never had the patience to do it. Oh, uh, that was good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh. Like I said, I'm jealous. Anyway. Um, what else do we have? I don't know. I just really like that whole run. It is yeah. a. I, it, yeah, for don't, a DLC, don't rush through it. Take your time in there. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely one always... worth taking your time through, for sure. Yeah, and it's a nice, tight story as well. You know, you're flying, yeah. going through. Of like uh, it, it, you, it's easy to get lost. They could have made it a little bit more linear, um, but you know. I think that adds to the exploration almost of the Vale. Yeah. Uh, do you size-wise, Black Reach, the Vale? What do you think? Ooh, vale, I think. I like the Vale. Yeah. I think the the Vale is larger, and which do you prefer? Oh, the veil for sure. Yeah. yeah how, how about soul cairn? Throw soul cairn in there. Oh, uh, fuck, uh, fuck the soul cairn. <laughs> yeah, fuck the soul cairn. Awful. Uh, uh, apocrypha stacked on top of each other, all of them. Uh, I love apocrypha. Yeah, that was a good battle. Yeah, I do like the apocrypha because it's so different. But like exploration-wise, you can't beat the veil because there's so many little side things, you know. Yeah. Plus, if and you if you run outside. Yeah, if you run up along the edge of the lake, there's um, loads of little um, was it ice wraiths, and then you'll find like dead bodies with stuff on them and yeah. little treasure chests and things like that. Just adds to the replayability, you know, when you go back a second time to do the vampire side, and and yeah. then sort of like you know later on you do another quest and then you go around and then you might always find something new or different. There's also stuff under the, under the ice in the lake too. If you yep. swim around down there, there's there's you know some I think there's at least a couple of treasure chests down in there. Who that who has cool. who has water breathing? Well, if there's a um, potion of water breathing on the little island. Yeah, but as a vampire, I, it doesn't matter. You can swim true. around underneath there as a vampire. I I, I found if you mud it in the in the normal game, if you try to swim, you die. I I oh. have I have mm -hmm. a um. Either a ring or a necklace or something. Maybe it's a circlet of water breathing. Huh. Yeah, you you found that in. Where did um, I find that? In the veil, you found it um, going around uh, from one of the frozen farmer in the temple mm -hmm. before you met Vertha. It's on one of the uh, frozen farmer. So the vanilla game, you, vampires can't swim. Well, no, they can't. 
Yeah, well, they can swim, but they'll die. Yeah. Huh. They, they do. Interesting. It doesn't make sense. I mean, they're already dead. They should be able to swim forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was pissed at that. I don't give a shit about oxygen. <laughs> um, maybe it's oh, blood. They just they're running out of blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I confused uh, my water breathing and my water walking oh. spell. So, I, for a, so uh, you're, you're trying to you're trying to breathe underwater, but it won't let you go under. <laughs> yeah, 120 <laughs> seconds, just jumping up and down like Jesus. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> That's funny. All right, so what else does the veil provide us here? Uh, those weird deer hides? Does any, any of that stuff do anything for us? There's some cool no. little weird-looking... I wish it did. <laughs> ...little plants, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should be able to make a coat out of that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you make a um, a set of clothing out of it, it should look like the, the weird green stripes from the veil deer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad that it doesn't. Yeah. I... Was it you have the word wall? Does anybody know what the word wall was? Wasn't it drain vitality or something? Yeah, like that, it was it? A, a drain vitality one. Yep. Yeah. Is that a useful shout? You guys like that one? I think I've used it before. Uh, it's been a while though. Um, yeah, I well, think no. there's two in the vanilla game because I always got used to get two drain vitality. Yeah, and there is one. Two. Yeah, because uh, it was on the Xbox. On my one, I've only got the one which takes like forty seconds to recycle. So, yeah, forty seconds to recycle. What's the other one? It's like three seconds or five seconds to recycle. Yeah, something, something like that. And it, it also stuns them as well, so it's kind of like um, uh, not stuns. What's that thing? Staggers them. Stagger, well, yeah. So it's quite useful. I like it. There's, cool. there's some good alchemical ingredients up in there, the gleam blossoms and stuff like that. Those are yeah. poison uh, blooms. Poison blooms, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that? <laughs> That's Michael playing his game. What are you uh, doing right now, Michael? Uh, I'm trying to get to Boethia. I just killed Harkin. Uh, oh. And uh, So, uh, speaking of killing Harkin, do you guys <laughs> want to go on to that? Sure. Sure. Or I just crashed one or the other, something like that. Oh no! Oh no! You crashed. Like well, while you're restarting, time. Michael, why don't you take us a, on a on a jog through Kindred Judgment? So after you uh, kill, uh, was it Verthin? Uh, you head back to Fort Dongard, talk to Jackass Isran. Uh, <laughs> he will rally the troops, and you will take Serana and head off to. Castle Volcar, and if you fast traveled from the balcony outside of her mother's lab, and you fast travel back to the castle, you end up up there, and then you will have to then fast travel back to the dock and take the boat. <laughs> <laughs> so remember that, and then you take the boat across and start battling your way in the castle. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that just happened to me, as a matter of <laughs> fact. Um, so you battle your way in with the rest of the Dawn Guard, uh, killing the vamps along the way. Uh, and uh, you go through that first main room, a little bit off to the left there. You go up, and you find the uh, the chapel, Volcare Chapel, I think it is. And from there, you um, battle... Uh, Harkin, 
I almost forgot his name. Uh, he talks to you for a bit. He talks to Serana. He's really upset that you turned his daughter against him, even though she was locked away in a tomb for like centuries. But whatever. <laughs> it was your fault. You turned her against him. He's holding that against you. It is what it is. Uh, you can also just start the battle if you've done it before by just shooting him with an arrow. <laughs> it makes <laughs> yeah. it go faster. Sure. If you don't yeah, want to talk, just... yeah, if you've done that before and you've talked to him, just shoot him in the face to start it off. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Take the Indiana Jones approach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are you just continue talking after that? Uh, no, if you shoot him, the battle, <laughs> battle starts. You know, this is the one part of Dawn Guard where the vampires have a clear advantage. You know, because you just, as a vampire, you just get to walk. Because I did it on both sides. And then the one I had to, with Ariel, I had to fight through. And then by the time I got there, I'd used up a few of my potions and, you know, had a little less of this and that. But as a vampire, you just get to walk right in and they're like, he's expecting you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot nicer. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because once <clears throat> in mine, uh, having already uh, cured myself or Doria of, of her vampirism, I was still able to just sort of walk into Castle Volgar and and walk past everybody. Um, but I, I when I first walked in, I assumed that I would that I would have to fight my way through. So I just walked up into that first balcony there and, and shot the first vampire I saw, you know, through the table. <laughs> and it blazing. Right. And that, that aggravated everybody, but none of them were, they were all essential. So I was, I, I actually, I was sitting, I, I spent about 15, 20 minutes, you know, taking him down to the knee and then, you know, uh, all of them, Gareth, whatever his name is and the, all the, all the, and then until I finally realized that I probably had taken the wrong approach. <laughs> so, so I had to restart that, and then yeah, I just sort of walked through and and began the battle with with Harkon. And there's lots of gargoyles in there. It's pretty. It's a fairly tough battle, even without the uh, the people at the beginning. Um, and then once once it's done, you walk back out, and they just sort of treated me as a. They they were looking at me and saying, you know, uh, now that you're mortal, you better get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. You know, and, they recognized the fact that I had been a vampire and I was no longer. Uh, yeah, wow. That is interesting. They changed the script. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. looking at it from both sides, did we see so we visited it through the Dawn Guard. The vampire side, does that differ very much? You, you just you battle him still again, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, you can choose to, right? I, I, I haven't chosen the other way, so I don't know. What, well, what, is, is, what is this no, other way? There is no other way. You, no you matter what happens, him, yeah. um, you fight him. Um, where he offers, like you know, like you know, let's not fight. Just give me the bow and join me. Um, yeah, he he just uh, fights you anyway. Only this time you haven't got the bow. <laughs> okay, so he says, "Ha ha, moron! I have the bow now. You're gonna die." Right? <laughs> yeah, I've done it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of sort of like you know puts. His two thumbs in his ears, and he goes, nanner, nanner, nanner. <laughs> yeah, right, and then he yeah. throws a gargoyle at you. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so Harkon's going to die no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've never played that, that side of it, so I didn't know. Um, but it, it, so. 
so so in in mine i mean so i played through it was sort, sort of weird i i guess it's kind of a sort of an in-between kind of thing where, where doria was no longer a vampire but she was still allied with with serana of course so went in and, and dealt with harkon came out the vampires looked at her and said you're no longer a, a vampire you're mortal now get out of here or we're gonna have to kill you so i left and i thought well okay i'll go sort of try to make up with with the dawn guard uh and i so i went back to uh to Dayspring canyon and wandered into the oh. and the castle dawn guard was completely un nothing nothing there i mean all cobwebs uh, and uh, no improvements. It was really kind of bizarre. I, I uh, were there uh, improvements in. previously? No, none. Well, because oh, okay. I wasn't a Don Guard, so yeah. it was. But it was oh, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What happens there or doesn't happen if you're not uh, if if you don't play the Don Guard side? So it was all filled with cobwebs. But when I, I I wandered in, wandered through the main area there, and and straight back towards where that big fireplace is. And I was immediately attacked by by Isran and a couple other people who I killed. But Isran is essential, so I just sort of took him down to the knee a couple times, and then we just sort of wandered off and left poor Isran shaking his fist at us on the four, on the, the the stoop of 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 uh, yeah. Well, you know, Isran doesn't have you to schlep all over bloody Skyrim looking for all his compatriots, does he? So right, yeah. He doesn't have Serene Gerard or Gunmar or. Right, there's nobody there. Yeah, it was kind of, it was really kind of weird. Uh, so. um, yeah, was it when I came out? Um, was this Garan Moretti? He says that I'm now the because um, was a Janaria is in charge of the is a vampire. Um, she's now the leader of uh, the Volkihar, and uh, they all answer to her now. Ah, okay. And then uh, we came out and we talked to that um, Nord vampire. And he, he went to watch it, little elf. So she tried to chop his head off, but he was still essential. And everybody in the room attacked her. I love that line. That's a, that's a wonderful little line. Watch it. A little elf. Yeah. And I just can't believe it. She was the leader now of the Volkhar vampires. And was that guy gave her shit. And she tried to kill him. One, she couldn't kill him. He just went down to a knee. And then two, everybody attacked her instead of attacking him. Not good. <laughs> Should be allowed to be able to kill people, cut them into little pieces. She's very upset. <laughs> so all in all, it's kind of anticlimactic, right? I mean, it's just sort of oh, okay. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a real yeah. good um, fight with uh, Harkon because uh, as you're yes. going through, they've got some fighting lines as well. So sort of like you know, once he starts to heal up back at the fountain of Molag Ball. Um, you got to shoot him with the bow. She's right. like, shoot him with the bow, shoot him with the bow, and uh, make sure you had the right arrows. You know. Yeah, that's a good battle. Which arrows do you want? The sun blessed or sun hallowed? Yeah, sun hallowed. That's it. Yeah. They do extra damage to undead, right? Yeah, but uh, sun, our sun, sun explosion. Yeah, our archery sucked, so. Um, she yeah, want to have a. Um, yeah. I hear that, sister. Yeah, have a fiery skull of death. Yeah, I think Doria. Was he didn't like, like those. Ninety-seven in archery when she was fighting that, so she was yeah. pretty good. Plus I, a lot of spurred perks. Um, my restoration got higher than it has ever been because of what are those two 
One of them is a, a son. Vampire's Bane. Yeah, Vampire's Bane and, and um, Stendar's aura. aura. Yeah. Because of those two um, spells, my, my restoration got higher than it's ever been. Those are really fun. If you're into Dog Guard, check out those those two. Because they'll for the, they're for the restoration school, but they act exactly like destruction spells. They're mm. great. Sorry, I interrupted someone. Or did uh, I not? <laughs> well, I can tell you, I, you know, after this, I, I didn't really like Ariel's bow before, but now I just love it. I use it all the time, you know, because as a vampire, I can, I can blot out the sun, and then I don't have to worry about my sun damage. Or even That's if cool, I'm not, yeah. then if you're, because it does damage to undead too. So if you've got Draugr, you know, it does sun damage to Draugrs too. Nice. But even with regular um, elven arrows. So, you know, it, it's definitely a cool bow. Yeah. I've given it to my follower, but they won't use it. I uh, keep hoping to see someone just point it at the sky and blot out the sun <laughs> for me. But, yeah. <laughs> they won't use it. Oh, well. Yeah, um, I was also curious if anyone who was on the vampire side, if they turned into that vampire boss, what, what's he called? The vampire master, Lord. master vampire, vampire Lord. Lord. Yeah. There you go. Um, if anyone tried to do the final battle that way, if they just you know just happened to reload and do a separate, I didn't know if anyone because I know people weren't super impressed with the mechanics of the vampire lord, but I just thought it'd be interesting to have the vampire lord go up against Harkon. For the final battle, because only if you want the the ending is that Harkon teabag you. That's <laughs> why they go up. That's right. Uh, in a vampire lord state, because there's no way you're going to be strong enough. Not not in. Uh, if you start Dawn Guard at level ten, the minute it kicks off, and you and do only it, vampire lord the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and sort of like you know, finish it at level sort of like thirteen. That's the only way you probably possibly could be strong enough to be able to take Harkon on. Take yeah. all the vampire lord perks or something, or, or yeah, I've never done that. I mean, I, I actually of the two choices there, I, I think the the werewolf and the werewolf perk tree are much more interesting than the vampire lord, but. But, hey, we're yeah. getting close on Halloween. Are we going to have some people do some vampire and werewolf playthroughs for uh, for this show? Come on. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah. I'll try one because I, I didn't go into Vampire Lord once. Yeah, so you, should, you, should, uh, you should do some vampire play. Just have a separate save file that you don't care about or whatever and do just go in as a vampire and wreak havoc in a city and uh, and report back to us and we'll, we'll do it for a Halloween episode or something. Sounds there's good. Actually, uh, there's a Halloween mod that sort of gets re- reset every year. So oh, nice. Yeah, you can load Victor, it. Victor, why don't you load it up and play for a little bit and send us in a little audio update? That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bare bones, but it's it's fun. It puts pumpkins on top of all the buildings and stuff. Oh, that's that sounds great. It's yeah, cute. Are there cool Christmas mods too? I just I would love Skyrim yeah. at Christmas. Yeah, there's wow. well, there's one called Holiday. Can you turn the carriages into like sleighs? No. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, if you can remove the uh, the word "cool" from the title, then yeah, there's some Christmas mods. <laughs> That was a couple. Well, holidays is fun. I mean, it just puts, you know, it's, people there come is, out and, and yeah, there's, there's a, there's all, but they're all sort of uh, tied to to the Skyrim seasons. It's not actually yeah, Christmas. Yeah. It's whatever the Skyrim version yeah, of Christmas yeah, yeah. is. 
um, and they, they put oh. little you know lanterns out everywhere. And, and if you really follow through with with the mod, you'll find people having fun out in you know in the in the central you know uh, um, courtyards at, in, in the solitude and places like that. There's people out there you know partying and stuff. So, uh, but it's it's a oh, mod. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a mod that tends to cause problems, though, because it's full of scripts. Yeah. So, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, so no one battled um, Vampire Lord to Vampire Lord. That's. Well, what does the Vampire Lord do? What is this final battle like? Uh, he jumps around as a, a cloud of bats, if I remember right. That's one of his moves, correct? Yeah. Then he yeah. like kind of floats there in some kind of. Uh glowing red ball kind of force field thing yeah some some sort of orb yeah what what does that do i think it just recharges his health yeah there's a there's a blood fountain there or something that he gets attached yeah yeah Yeah. um and then he's constantly regenerating gargoyles right there yeah skeleton skeletons that's right and gargoyles i think and stuff yeah yeah Mm -hmm. undead i love gargoyles yeah i think i think they're fun I don't I'd, like I'd it like when... Oh, epic sorry, battle. Ahead. I'd like to see some epic troll versus gargoyle battles. I think well, that's you, uh, the, the intended, you, the you know, the intended yeah, competitors. If you become thing. a vampire and go up the the skill tree, you have summon gargoyle, so you can have your Ooh, own. Gargoyle. That's fun. I should go do that. I have. I I do have a character that has is on the vampire side from way way back, so I can jump in on that character again. See if I can do that. I haven't done any of those trees really for Werewolf or Vampire, really. Yeah, I got um, one of my characters all the way up on Werewolf, um, and was he got the last one, which is a totem of the Werewolf or something like that, Werewolf Brothers or something. And uh, you do a, a shout, and it summons two spectral uh, werewolves to fight alongside you. That was oh cool. wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I don't remember where it is. I think it's from one of the stones up in um, Soul's Time. Uh, the, there's like a summon werebear, conjure werebear. Is oh, that is there one of the stones up there? Yeah, it is. Uh, that thing. sucks though because you have to you have to go recharge it. You can only use it once, and then you have to go kick the stone again, right? Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> All right, so I interrupted. Uh, we were at the the end of the 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 battle here. Um, was there anything else we needed to get through with this uh, slightly underwhelming battle, shall we say? Do you, do you fellas agree? Yeah, who yeah. gave him? Uh, was it the... You got Harkon Sword, which was... You can get the vampire... Royal vampire armor. Off yeah, of his, okay. And the sword absorbs 15 extra points of health or something if wielded by a vampire. Okay, so it doesn't do Dawn Guard much good. But yeah, you, could, no. you can always mount it on your wall for pride. Yes, yeah, a good trophy. Yeah. The Royal Vampire Armor is one of my head. favorite. Oh, yeah? What, yeah? Do you like to wear I, it around? I, yeah, I wear that with... Um, uh, what's the blue priest mask? Um, Nacarine? No, the, the one that you get during the uh, Winterhold quest line. Otar. I have no idea. 
no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but that one, that one's a hundred percent Magicka generation, and then you get a hundred and twenty-five Magicka generation from the Royal Vampire armor. So you end up oh, getting nice. like, you get like two hundred and twenty-five or two hundred and fifty Magicka regeneration. Very nice. Uh, so are we at the end here? Sounds like it. There was nothing in the chest, was there? No, there's nothing in the chest. So, this is the part I've been waiting for. What's the reply you gave to Serana when she gave her little speech? Right at the very end. She what, what are the say, options? Remind us what the options are first. Uh, she's there, oh, I'm going to hang around here. Or she says she's going to hang around with the Dawn Guard. Uh -huh. And then she turns around and she says to you, not unless you would <laughs> want some, like, you know, you're having more adventures. What uh, will your reply? Uh, I don't think they'll be including you. Mine <laughs> <laughs> oh, I invited her, but then I said I invited her, but then I sent her back, and then she said, "I'll go to Castle Dawnguard and wait for you." Well, so, is, is is there a congenial way of dismissing her, or is there only? I a think there's only two options. Her? Yeah. Oh wait, no. On yeah. this one, I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, she is not with me any longer, so I told her ass to go home. <laughs> I forgot she's with me because I turned her into a human. This was the first time I've ever been able to do that. What? Yeah. So now I got Serana as a human. Well, uh, How is that you, possible? How do you do that? What you have to do is it's all about the dialogue back when you're in the beginning, when it's like, have you ever thought about, you know, or regretted becoming a vampire or whatever? And then... What it is is you have to say something like, look at what it's done to your family. And then she agrees that, yeah, it, it tore my family apart. My mother and father loved me and we were happy until this happened. And then she'll be malleable and she'll want to become a human. And then what she does is she basically says, all right, um, I'm going to leave and go see a Fallion and I'll come back. And then I'll, she goes and then all of a sudden... Uh, after a couple days, you can go to Dawnguard and pick her up, and she's just sitting there with green eyes. Except for her <laughs> eyes still kind of glow yellow because <laughs> they've been red forever. So, uh. Yeah, it's kind of like she's jaundiced or something. Exactly, yeah. But uh, it was pretty cool, actually. Although she still gets to use her drain life spells and her conjure spell. That's bizarre. So she's not a vampire anymore, but she still gets her vampire spells. Huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I actually had her follow me thinking that I might be able to do that, but I guess I didn't follow all the right uh, dialogue, dialogue yeah. trees earlier when, when on, you, so I can't. Yeah. When you go back and you first meet her, if you don't say the thing about the family, you offend her, and then you'll never be able to get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, she's following me right now. So um, There's an aftermath section here on the UESP, which we endorse, the unofficial Elder Scrolls page. Um, Absolutely. On, on the Kindred Judgment um, subpage, there is an aftermath section if you scroll down. And there's a couple of interesting points down there if anyone uh, is interested. You go to that page and look at those. They're pretty cool. A couple of them are... Um, while you do not corrupt Ariel's bow, bringing it to its full potential, you can use it to block out the sun once per day with the blood-cursed elven arrows. 
While the sun is blocked out, you will not suffer from any of the penalties of sun damage during the day. After one day, the sun will return, and you need to shoot it again. Blood cursed arrows are necessary for this function. I think we kind of briefly went over that. And cursed, blood cursed. Yes, I'm, I'm mispronouncing things. Um, a dialogue will then appear for Serana, for allow you to turn elven arrows into the blood cursed arrows. Uh, and your favorite blacksmith will then stock 200 elven arrows. So there's a good source of elven arrows if you want to go then bless them into sun-hallowed or blood curse arrows. So how do you do the sun-hallowed arrows, guys? Where do you have to go to get those blessed? <laughs> I would like to thank Damien for joining us on this episode of the Skyrim Roundtable. And thanks to... Colin and Victor. Victor, welcome back. We're glad to have you on the episode again. Glad to be here as always. And Michael, thank you for joining us. Uh, we had a little bit of a snafu. I will go ahead and acknowledge it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we and, had a uh, snafu. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll wrap up this episode of the Skyrim Roundtable, and that that actually does it for the Dongard. So we'll actually have to discuss on next week's episode. What we're going to do for next season of the Skyrim Roundtable. There's uh, some pretty good stuff in store, so we'll get to that next episode. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye, Dongard. Bye, Dongard. Bye, Dongard. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Got some journals for you here. Let me open those up. Sorry about the cough there. So professional, so professional. All right, obviously, these are uh, Dave's journals for MacBeta. Oh, somebody scratched my back. All right. So, and uh, as you know, he is up in the College of Winterhold with his character, his mage character, who is uh, also running Requiem, Frostfall, and a few other things. Um, so, he's got all that going on. And he had just gone through Sarthal, I believe, and uh, found the magical ball, giant magical sphere, and was heading back. I believe that's what was going on last. So, arrived back at the college. I was bloody freezing again, starving, thirsty, and exhausted. Saddled, Tolfdir. I'm having a warm drink, some food, and a good night's sleep before I do anything. Drogo guard at my door as usual, and I got 12 hours in. Headed over to Archmage Savos Aaron's door and headed on up because it was open. Nice room. Much better than my bare cell. Uh, I really could live here quite comfortably. I didn't think he was in it at first, but he was sitting reading in a corner. He probably watches everybody like a hawk, mind you. There's some pretty expensive stuff just lying around for the taking. Anyway, when I mentioned Tolfdir, Sarthal, he seemed to think an apprentice got fried or something. I blurted out Tolfdir's message and he got a bit snippy. Obviously, I didn't report, report in the correct manner or something. He gave me a research task to check the Arcanium for info on the sphere. This means I've got to get any books from... I always mess up this guy's name. Urug Groshub. <laughs> Those orc names, man. Uh, he is considered by many students and teachers to be the hellhound in the library. Apparently his bite is definitely worse than his bark. He is very protective of his books and threatens dire consequences even 
for even failure to return the books on time. God help you if you damage one. Oblivion beckons. Archmage gave me a staff of mage light as a reward for my help in Sarthal. This is damn all used to me. <laughs> I can already see in the dark thanks to my magic and can cast a mage light spell as well. Uh, this is going straight into the nearest store to provide clinky, shiny gold coins for me. Yeah, mage light staff, not really all that useful, is it? Staff of Firebolt or a spellbook on Atronax would have been much more useful. Bloody teachers always got to consider the health and safety of the students. Really, you sometimes don't want any lights shining on what you're doing. <laughs> Very true. Well, Urug, Urug lived up to his reputation, threatened me with oblivion. If I so much as looked at a book the wrong way, he knows which three books I need. But some stupid useless apprentice mage stole them along with the supplies and ran away with his friends. Idiot. Idiot didn't know where the renegade mages. <sighs> Idiot didn't know they were renegade mages, apparently. It would help if I could read. Dark elf mages don't really have friends, just colleagues or followers. They may even. They may even uh, have some humble servants, although that time honored practice is apparently frowned upon these days, enlightened times here in Skyrim and the Empire. Now I have to go find this. Orthorn in a place called Felglow Keep and try and get the books from him. That means travel, so I think I may need some company. I'll have to chat with my fellow students, probably, or even definitely. Which one to go with me? Hmm, yeah, which one is this good one? Arcano was waiting for me at the Ar Arcanium. That's a weird sentence to say. <laughs> Arcano, Arcanium. At the Arcanium door. He really is a pretty nasty piece of work. Mind you all, the Thalmer are, in my opinion... Mind you, all the Thalmor are, in my opinion. It would help if I could read sentences properly, wouldn't it? Altmer are pretty snooty and have a high opinion of themselves. Thalmor go beyond what, go beyond that as they think they are eight divines gift to the elf world. He tried to talk to me he tried to talk down to me and almost ordering me to tell him all about the sphere in Sarthal. I more more or less ignored him. He is definitely going on my shit list when I, you know, I get around to being good enough. I think I'll raise dead him. I'll raise dead him somewhere nasty. He could keep Jurek's seat warm in Sarthal, maybe uh, or Yurik. I'm not sure how they say the J, and uh, I would guess it'd be Yurik or something like that. In Sarthal, maybe that whispering wall in his ear might drive him mad. With Lenny Luck. Anyway, wandering back to my rooms to ponder my future followers. So sorry, quest companions. <laughs> Time passes. Really strangely here in Skyrim sometimes. I already, I'm already tired, hungry, and thirsty, but it only seems like a couple hours since my last sleep. So, yeah, he's uh, back at the college, getting ready for the next time. So, he's uh, searching for his suitable followers. Let's see. Here you go. He uh, woke up to find his friend, the friendly Khajiit Jargo sitting next to his bed. Uh, gods, I got a fright, I can tell you. Drogo just ignored me, shouting at him. He was supposed to be guarding my room door for Boethia's sake. Maybe it's uh, 
saber cat Khajiit thing, cat to cat or something. No, that could be. That's true. The feline sticking together. Jargo wants me to try out some destructive scrolls he's designed. What a clever little Khajiit. I'll take any free scrolls he wants to give me, of course. Then he tells me the only work on undead is some sort of flame cloak. Oh well, flames can't do me much harm. I'm a Dunmer after all. So I said okay. I'm not too sure about the Nord, so I'll hold off on him. He looks a, like a bit of a wimp, honestly. Brylena Marion is a female Dummer. For a, and for a male Dummer of 70 years or, or so, she is a rather attractive proposition. I know she's House Telvani, and that makes her doubly attractive. I may just uh, integrate myself here. House Telvani was pretty high up in the pecking order in Morrowind. Another reason they get my approval is their attitude on humble servant, servants. They use them all over their estates in Morrowind. Brelina, Brelina needed some help with a project she's working on, so I agreed to act as a subject. Oh boy, I remember this one. Ending up green for a few hours was not so great a hardship, I suppose. Her next attempt saw me transform into a variety of animals, which I never really saw since I was a subject. She was extremely contrite about these mishaps, and we agreed not to mention them in the future. She did, however, offer to follow, probably as penance for her lack of magical acumen. Result for me in, a good result for me in more, more ways than one. I thought we needed to have a bit of a team practice down the north coast around Winterhold. I wanted to see how she was under pressure before heading south after the books. Yeah, that's a good point. It's good. Might as well try her out up there. There's some tougher enemies up there anyway. Oh, Joy, she likes hunting as much as I do, and she carries a bow with her at all times. Standard weapon weaponry, she says, for any decent hunter. I may reconsider my stubbornness over solid weapons. Yeah, there's always the bound bow, though, but you would have to get all the way to Fort Amal to do that. That would be quite a journey, I would have to say. Anyway, down the coast for a bit of hunting, I need the bones now. A project of my own for a change. Braylena is damn good with a bow, but she uses a summoned wolf, which doesn't appear to like me. <laughs> it keeps attacking me when we get rid of the initial targets. And I'm always having to kill it off. Good sword practice, though. I do make sure Drogo or Boney... Are around when that bloody wolf is out. Good haul of ice wolf skins and ingredients. And a lot of tusker meat and bones. Between these and my foraging, I've got enough for my bone bow and arrows. You can't keep a Dunmer hunter down, really. Back to the college for rest, food and drink, and a bit of scrimshaw and construction work. Archery practice, then off to the south in the morning. Alrighty. So he's heading south, or maybe not. <laughs> Went to the inn and discovered there's no damned coach nor cart to take us south. <laughs> Anybody getting dropped off here is stuck in this bleak, wintry, bloody, awful place. No wonder the locals are all so miserable. Take the shopkeeper, Berna. She's, she's always moaning about how there's no business and how she got ripped off by somebody selling her a useless coral dragon claw. Something to do with a barrow near Windhelm. Might come in useful, so I took it off her hands for a small amount of gold. Her brother, Ranmir, will probably drink it away anyway, so there's no point in giving her too much. He has a depressing tale, too. Lost the love of his life, Isabel or something, which led him to drown his sorrows in drink. 
she ran away with some with some thief named Vex, according uh, to the innkeeper's wife. If I'm ever in Riften and meet a, a thieves guild type, I might look Vex up and get the full story. You know, I never got that connection. Man, it's it, uh, see those little things you miss. Ever managed to even managed to get the staff for Melor? I reckon Nelkar is half blind and maybe even deaf. He does seem to cause some problems for his staff. Anyway, he was sitting at his table eating for a change, and I was kneeling down reading his books on the lowest shelf behind the counter, and somehow his staff got into my pack. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to plan to, to walk to Windhelm again, or Dawnstar, where I can get a boat to Solitude. Need supplies, tents, bedrolls, and so on. Luckily for me, I didn't sell my leather tent on bedroll. Berlina is is going to have to get something, though. People might talk otherwise. Can't see her sharing a bedroll just yet. Berlina says, My leather tent is no good up here for uh, traveling, so we swapped it for a large fur tent and another bedroll. Drogo can s- stop the drafts at the door. <laughs> Gods, it was quite costly. Berlina apparently has an ex- expensive taste and doesn't haggle. Must be hell's told anything. <laughs> so now we are... R- Really ready to go. Full night's sleep, good hearty breakfast, and some warming wildflower tea set us up. And we were off down the snowy, windy, freezing road. The guard helpfully told us, watch out for wolves and saber cats on the road. Did level up, though, and now Boney lasts twice as long, and I can soul trap for Berlina to keep her staff fully charged. Oh, awesome. So that's good. So progressing nicely, about to head off down to... Whoops. About to head down to uh, Windhelm. Work his way down there anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. There is no carriage at uh, Winterhold. That is the only town that doesn't have one, isn't it? Or the only uh, larger town that doesn't have one. Although Winterhold isn't that large, is it? Alrighty. The road from Winterhold. I was beginning to think the guard had been winding us up until we were approaching the track near the Shrine of Azara. Two ice wolves were attacking a Dunmer, so we pulled, piled in and killed them. I took the time to skin them, then extract the heart, eyes, claws, teeth. These are the most useful, part, uh, useful parts as alchemic ingredients. Our fellow Dunmer, can't remember his name, was on a pilgrimage to the shrine. I think I'll give that a... Uh, Give that a miss for the time being. Bad feelings about that, to be honest. Nocturnal doesn't get on with Azora, and I don't want my current reasonable luck to change anytime soon. So on we plowed through the snowy waste, getting colder and colder until we happened upon the whistling mine. We went inside for a heat and chatted with to the miners. Not much profit in this mine, apparently. Reminded me that grubbing around underground in mines is not for me. Although a lot of Dunmer are miners. So after a rest and a warm-up, we carried on passing a place called Stillborn Cave. Drogo would not go near the place. There was definitely something in there. Maybe he didn't want to know. Later, maybe. On we went until we reached Fort Kastav, where I'd hoped to stop for the night. This was definitely not a place to stop for the night. It was guarded by skeleton archers and a couple of very powerful aggressive mages, who basically attacked us with malice. After beating a hasty retreat and... And a pause to regroup. We, uh, just me to be honest, ran past as quickly as possible and the others followed. 
although Drogo and Brelena took a bit of convincing that this was not a nice place to hang about. They wanted to fight. I did not. I say again, I am not stupid. However, I'll be back. Trust me. <laughs> Just before our two bloodthirsty heroes caught up with me, I was approached by a thief demanding money with menaces. I really was not in good humor, and so we faced off. He had a silly knife, and I had a skeleton warrior, a bound sword, and destruction flames. I did It did not go well for the thief, and for a change, I bloody won without any help. <laughs> I even raised his corpse to follow me in case there were any more. I left him and Boney in charge of a bear, which came down the road from the uh, Nightgate Inn area as I ran off, again downhill towards Angus Mill. I repeat, I am not stupid. I learned to pick and choose my fights. Eventually reached the Windhelm stables, no further mishaps, unless you include having to converse with a Khajiit called Maik, well-named the Liar. His, his only sensible comment was, much snow in Skyrim. Enough snow. Maik does not want any more. I agreed entirely. I decided to get a cart to Whiterun, the nearest city to Felglow Keep, because I'm not subjecting Brelena to any abuse in Windhelm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, good idea. We all know how how wonderfully accepting the people of Intel are. Slept all all the way and arrived rested but hungry and thirsty in the morning. What a warm day, and even the rain was warm. Bliss. Alrighty. Let's get to the we have the final one here for this episode. So he he says there might be a bit of change in direction coming up in this one. So, White Run again. He thinks a short interlude in his formal college training is called for. I've had a major re revelation. I'm not really that powerful in this land. Oh yes, I can kill a few wolves and the odd simple bandit. I do not yet project fear and trembling in my more powerful opponents. Possibly a snicker as they watch me run, but more likely a guffaw. <laughs> That was patently obvious from my humili humiliating defeat at Fort Castaf. I'm not really any good against mages nor strong warriors. I need to really improve my skills, especially need to hone improve my conjuration and destruction talents. I told Bray Linus she should stay in Whiterun at the Bannered Mare at my expense whilst I do some live training. She absolutely refused and said we will train and work together. What a female. You would almost think she had Nord blood in her bloodline somewhere. Hulda has given me some some bounty notices, and one of the local warriors is looking for his father's sword. I said I would look look out for it. I looked in on the companions, but they only take warriors. No magic is ever allowed in their howled halls, apparently. Their loss, in the end, I predict. I also got word about a couple of smuggler thief types working out of a shallow cave just below Whiterun. I think we'll start there. I decided not to take the direct approach here, but... Swung around close to the city walls until we were in the rock above them. Oh, yeah, around that back side. My sneak skills obviously improving helped my rings of muffle I fashioned for everybody from small animal bones. It's a hunter-born thing yet again. Oh, that's pretty cool. It went well. As one smuggler rushed around up the rocks to tackle me on the high ground, Braylena attacked with her bow because mine doesn't work. It got broken by a bloody wolf, and I haven't repaired it yet. She nearly took him down all by herself, but Boney put in, put in the killing blow. Drogo had been playing with the other smuggler, taunting and teasing until we got closer. Then it was Wolfie, me, 
Wolfie, me with a bound sword and destruction flames. Gods, he was a tough customer. It took a lot of work. My destruction clicked up. Braylena's bloody wolf took a bite at me again, <laughs> of course, and got chopped down yet again by Boney and me. I don't know why it does this, and it's driving me mad. I maybe need to teach her to conjure a skeleton warrior or a swarm. She also needs to improve her destruction skills and stop wasting her magic on wards and mage armor spells constantly. Yeah, that would help. Just attack, attack. That's it. So, one pair of smugglers down. It was obvious they were part of a larger gang, so we looted what we could, what we could carry away safely and headed back down into Whiterun. We didn't take their horse. I'm not good on horses, and I don't know how to attach it to the cart. A day well spent, I think. Now for a drink, a meal, and then bed. <laughs> so that's uh, our final journal from Dave at this point. We also had some good discussion in the uh, Facebook group about adjusting characters and things like that. Um, somebody was playing as... Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. Uh, my throat is a little dry. Sorry about that. My throat is always dry, by the way. Okay, so it was uh, it was uh, Sean in Facebook group. So he got a bit bored with his mage character at level 15. He, he's missing archery because it is the best way to play. I mean, we all know this. So I've come up with a new character backstory. I've messed with the lore a bit, but I think it fits for the most part. All right. So he's going to be... His, his backstory is based on Legolas, 150 years after the events of Return of the King. The dragons have returned and destroyed half of Middle-earth. They have exacted their revenge on on the dwarves for their hand in the killing of Smog, an elder dragon high up in the Dragon Order. Legolas fought alongside the dwarves in the Great Dragon War, but ultimately lost. With the dwarves extinct, he found himself with a huge vendetta against the dragons. But after the war, they had vanished. A hundred years later, Legolas has been chasing rumors that the dragons have been sighted in a province of newly discovered land called Tamriel, a land that was previously thought to be a myth. Arriving in Tamriel, Legolas learns that the dragons are situated in Skyrim. He makes his way to the north the mountains of Cyrodiil with the intentions of learning the language of the dragons and a bid to take them down once for all. Upon arriving at the borders of Cyrodiil, he is captured for attempting to cross into Skyrim illegally. Because he is an outsider, he is sentenced to be beheaded in Helgen. The punishment is never realized due to the appearance of a dragon confirming the rumors he's been hearing. Knowing he's in the right place, he seeks the aid of the Greybeards to start his journey in learning the dragon language and putting an end to the, his vendetta with the beasts. And he's kind of doing it as a role. Uh, he's doing zero into Magicka, one into Health, and two into Stamina, I assume. That's what that uh, means at the end. So that's a I like that changing up the story like that. It's pretty cool. And uh, we'll be starting up. So if you want to, we always have discussions like that over in the Facebook group. You want to join that? Skyrimatic. It's uh, Facebook dot groups dot Facebook dot com slash groups slash a Skyrimatic podcast. Um, and we we also discuss uh, Fallout over there, but it, it's back and forth. We we're not real strict. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, set to private, so you have to just uh, request to be uh, let in. That's all. That's just to keep out spamming. That's all this. So, anyway, um, season of the Necromancer will be coming up soon. Roundtable season of the Mac Necromancer will be coming up soon. Stay tuned for that. If you want to join in that, we're all doing 
necromancer characters in kind of whatever way we feel fits for us. Going to be a little more loose with it, I think. Uh, and just kind of see how people decide to take that that kind of character and what they use and how they make it work for them. So that's all I have for this time. Uh, thanks for listening. Be back next week with the finale of the finale. Part two of the finale of the Dawnguard Roundtable. Later, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Skyrim Addict. You can find all of our contact information, YouTube channel information, as well as other shows over at asapodcasting.com, including our newest show, The Fallout Feed. Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash mayafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable open and close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone.